Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Hi, Willie. How you doing? Oh, fine. And you? Very good. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Okay, good. Well, hey. hi. How can I help you? Uh, I have a lot of options. He's 12 years old and in good health. Good. Except one thing. Okay. About um, five months ago, he had a heart surgery. Uh, he had a swelling, which was a hernia, in his, on the left side in his rear. Okay. About the size of a lemon. His vet went in there and uh, he had permission, and then he had to check him out to make sure he was strong enough to take the surgery, okay. which he was. He asked permission to neuter him. He had never been neutered. So I gave him. He was an old gentleman, so it was about time. <laughs> so I gave him permission to go ahead and neuter him. And okay. since then, he has a little dribble. Not as bad as it used to be. And he gave me some pills to give him a phenopropyl. And I have to look at it here. Phenopropylamine, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't seem to stop it. But, uh, you know, I have rugs. I don't have, uh, I have carpeting in here. I don't have uh, hardwood floors or concrete flooring. And Mm -hmm. so I have a problem running behind him all the time, spraying a spot every now and then. And in this behavior, he, he didn't do that prior to his surgery? No, he did not. Okay, and you said it's gotten somewhat better? Well, the dribble has it. That dribble as much as he was at first. But when he gets excited, if he's standing still and he's wagging his tail, i got a treat in my hand or something, then he'll drop a, a, a two or three spots the size of a quarter. Okay, and, and I'm assuming the surgery that you're describing that he had, um, was it a, a perianal hernia? I'm, I think so. I don't have the papers before me. He probably put a wire mesh in there, whatever he put in there, too. That'd be it. So basically what happened is there was a breakdown in some uh, support in the backside, right by the rectal area. And abdominal contents can actually herniate and kind of push through and come through the skin. So he had a corrective, almost a uh, replacement there. So there's a mesh graft that helps to keep that area closed. So all of the gut contents stay inside the belly and don't come out that way. So there is certainly some possibility because that surgery and that hernia could have caused some um, irritation of those nerves down there that we might have a residual neurologic problem with that bladder. Um, That is possible. Probably nothing you can do about that surgical component of it and what happened in the hernia itself. Um, The first thing I usually recommend if we're dealing with a incontinence problem is um, I I will look at things like making sure our urine is good and making sure we don't have any kind of low-grade infection. So that's one thing. The other thing is I would snap my, my little glove on, my latex glove, and I would check his prostate. And um, that always sends shudders through men's cores when we say that. But it is very important in a dog that age that we address prostate health because there can be problems brewing in that prostate gland, and uh, that might be uh, certainly part of things. Um, so that would be important. Um, the the phenopropanalamine, or proin as we call it, um, it would be very useful in making sure we're using the, the right dosage and frequency. Sometimes there's a little bit of room with that we can, we can look at. Um, the other thing, which is less common, but occasionally a very, very rare 
cause of a male dog after they're neutered can be actually a hormone-responsive um, problem with the bladder. So believe it or not, um, in some cases, uh, hormone replacement can help some of those dogs. So we want to take away that testosterone for a lot of health reasons, but there are those rare dogs where um, actually they need a little bit of that hormone to help uh, this type of problem. So that might be something, but I would make sure we check that urine out closely Get a good prostate exam with your friendly veterinarian and uh, make sure all of those things are good before we go down those other roads. Yes, I'm, well, I'm going to do that because he's, he's been with me 12 years now. I'm going to retire, just he and I. Yeah, and he's a good he's friend traveled, of yours, huh? He traveled with me all over the country. He sat in the back seat, don't argue, ask questions or nothing. He just ride. Oh, so, very I'm, I'm, good. Well, give us a hug and give him a give him a hug and a kiss for us. Do, do you need Dr. a Dip. hug? Do you need a hug, doctor? Here. Uh, you know what? I keep saying it. I think I'm a lonely person today. I'm not feeling appreciated. Come around for a group hug. Aww, Here, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Just what I needed. <laughs> this is Animal Radio. Give us a call. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Radio celebrating our connection with our pets. Welcome. 1 866 405 8405. This hour brought to you by Lucky Dog Cuisine. This is the official dog food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. And she does agility training. She she does a big workout. She's looking <laughs> buff. I'm telling you, it's a good food. You should check it out. Lucky Dog Cuisine. Head on over to Lucky Dog Cuisine. Dot com one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Vinny Penn on the way. Animal communicator Joy Turner. If you want to talk to her, talking to your pet, perhaps a pet that's already expired, she can do that. One eight six six. Like it had a best of date, Hal. <laughs> we all have a best of date, Bobby. And believe me, you, me, and Judy, we all passed ours. Hey. <laughs> Bobby, what do you got coming up in the news? Well, we're going to follow up on a story we talked about a week or two back about wonderful conservative talk show host Rush Limbaugh, who I now feel sorry for because the guy can't get a break, Uh. even after making some nice PSAs for the Humane Society. I'll Uh tell you what's going on coming up in the news. Speaking of past their expiration dates, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, answering your calls right now at 1-866-405-8405. How are you doing, Tom? I'm doing fine. You are on with Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Hi, Tom. Hi. Hi. What state Uh, are you calling it from? North Carolina. Okay. Okay. I've never been there, but I heard it's a very beautiful state. Oh, yeah. A lot of trees. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot of work to clean it up because I'm from Michigan. Boy. I, you know, I, I, every morning for 40 minutes, I was uh, cleaning the leaves. It was like a morning exercise for me. So I don't do it in California anymore, so at least I am enjoying that part. So go ahead, Tom. How can I help you? Well, I have a terrier chihuahua mix uh, puppy. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Hey, you guys, <laughs> knock that off. That's a good dog. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's it's yeah, a not I mean, enough. It's a bad enough Chihuahua. Now it's you just uh, with Terrier. So it's becoming terrorist Chihuahua. Go ahead. I'm kidding. Well, I've I've had her for almost a year, and the problem okay. I got with her is she loves to take my boots or my socks or or anything anything that it belongs to me, and she drags it into her little doghouse I made for her. 
and it's I mean she fights with the fights over socks and stuff. Is it happening in your presence or in your absence? It both. I mean, she'll, be look, she'll look up at me, like I'll take my socks off and I'll put them on, my, on top of my boots. She'll look at me and then she'll just grab the socks and take off running. Wow. Uh, let's let, let, let ask my associate. Do you have any idea about this behavior? Can you advise me, please? I, I think it's endearing. I think it's cute. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Judy, what about you? Well, I, you know, I'm learning because my little ladybug, I think she's a rat terrier chihuahua mix. And I think when she does things like that in front of me that she's, I have to admit it, and yes, you're going to hear it from me, she's not respecting me. She's not looking at me as her leader. She thinks I'm and her uh, equal. And she's looking for your attention. And yeah. the only way for her to get your attention is just by driving you nuts. That's what that dog is doing. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Tom. In your presence, dog always do it to get the human attention. Always, people who whoever listening to us right now, just understand if the dog does something in your presence, it's always about attention. He dog always gets your attention. Even bad attention is better than no than no attention. I remember when when I was the child, and you know, and uh, my mom was on the phone, and I want to get her attention. I pulled the pulled the drawer, opened the refrigerator. Mama, I want to get this. Mama, I want to get that. And I never did it when she was giving me that attention. So that could be the main problem. Of course, I'm going to tell you how to fix it, but I would like you to understand this is the can-be main problem. When the dog does it in your absence, that could be separation anxiety. Uh, the dog is grabbing something with your smell and feel comfortable of having those items. Sometimes people uh, people tell me the dog grabs uh, socks, uh, underwear. I'm receiving very strange uh, emails about Victoria's Secret's underwear, how expensive they are. People buying them to the wife's mistress and uh, vice versa and ask me how to help it and uh, most concerned about the price. Uh, price not price price for these items. Uh, so here is what it is. Uh, no matter what, uh, what is the really reason for that, and I think this, this is two reasons would be main two, I would like you to do two things. I would, it's, it's kind of be Vladi's double punch approach. I would like you to address the symptoms and I would like, like, I, I'm, I'm going to give you that aspirin you're looking for me right now, and I'm going to address the cause of this problem. So let's talk about the symptoms first, how to address it. I would like you to correct that dog for that behavior. If it's happening in your presence, I would like to startle that dog into the attention. You can do it by simply uh, clapping your hands, and I would like to, Judy, uh, because Judy is uh, very intensely trained by me, so as soon as I say, Judy, do it, I would like you to demonstrate. So you need to, not now, Judy, please. Okay. Get ready. Okay, so get ready. Put your hands together and get ready. So every time when the dog does something bad, you will need to somehow. Judy, I will let you know when you should say. Okay, you, you look too nervous. Okay. So every t- yeah. Okay. So every time when your dog pick the wrong stuff, I would like you to do a couple of things simultaneously. Number one, clap your hands, move forward, and make that sound ah and freeze. So Judy, one, two, three, do it. Ah. Good. So what at means, at means uh, in language which I invented, doglish. It's not the no. No, no, no. You don't probably think the word, the word no is his nickname now because you use so many times. So make that sound, move forward, startle your dog, and freeze as you says. Because freezing means if you don't stop, I will bite you. Now, if this will approach will not work, 
please visit the website uh, www petconvincer.com petconvincer.com unique uh, compressed air device you push the button uh, uh, and the compressed air comes out on the run together with uh, sound very harmless, very effective one convincing air blast bad behaviors in the past petconvincer.com and that will really stop your dog from whatever wrong he is doing and uh, my approach is correct redirect praise so once you corrected it, you can redirect your dog to what you want him to do. For instance, nice bones like a chew bone. We like in, in animal radio recommend bullet sticks. Uh, Hal, could you explain to the gentleman what bullet stick means? It's a bull penis. Michigan... Bull penis. Okay, thank you. You, you. you now learn from me, I guess, to speak just straight to the point and without any spin. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a penis from the bull and comes in different shapes and uh, sizes, I guess. So that the dogs love it. It's very safe. It's um, it's uh, uncomparable with rawhide, and it's, you can buy it everywhere. The dog will love it. So startle it. Give him something else to do, and praise him after. Say, good boy, baby. That will address the symptoms. Now, the cause is lack of the physical and mental exercises. Get your dog in your backyard, and put the collar and leash on your dog, and train him. Let's go. Sit, stay. Calm down. The dog needs to have a leash time leash time training time will exhaust your dog tired dog Tom is the good dog like tired kids sleep well this is the animal radio no spin dog training zone Vladi Russian duck wizard when the Vladi talks everyone is listening did you hear something? <laughs> you're listening to animal radio you can learn more at animalradio.com Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Creston. Of course, you know me as the amazing Creston. And you're listening to me on Animal Radio. Don't forget to spade and neuter those loved ones which we've bonded with our pets. Animal Radio is brought to you by Finding Your Own Home, the only realtor and veterinarian-approved step-by-step plan for first-time home buyers. Visit www.findingyourownhome.com for more information. Are you tired of paying rent? The new book, Finding Your Own Home, is the only realtor and veterinarian-approved step-by-step guide for first-time home buyers with pets. Even if you're starting from scratch, Finding Your Own Home is the action plan for you. Finding Your Own Home includes 20 things you can do in the next 30 days to get started. Personal stories, 50 color photos, number crunching, online documents, and checklists. Get this book with lots of free stuff and bargains on MyPetFreebies.com. That's MyPetFreebies.com. Listen closely. That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K9 Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. 
Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And really, the whole gang, they're answering your questions. That would be Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Vinnie Penn, best-selling author Vinnie Penn. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Susan Sims on the way. And Twittyed. Bobby Hill. <laughs> yes, I am a twidiot. How's how's the tw- actually? I'm a I'm a I'm a tw- I'm a Twitter rookie, so I'm still learning. You're you're like a novice Twitterer. How's that going? Yes. What are you twittering about? Well, the other day I, I took a shower and I had this wonderful big daddy long leg spider in there with me. Oh. And I grew, I'm an Italian kid, so yes. I grew up with a lot of folklore and and things like that. And I also had a very good my very good friend Paula, who is Olympic volleyball medalist Paula Weisoff. I just like to throw that out there. And head volleyball <laughs> coach at UC Irvine women's volleyball. Thank you very much. Um, Paula reminded me of some of the folklore when she lived in Italy. And one of the particular stories is you never kill a spider. You take the spider, you set it free, and money will be yours before the next sunset, or some, it was something like that. So mm. I, I love the spider folklore, and as happens, I have a story coming up in the news that proves I'm right. You're going to love it. Okay. That's all on the way here. I know that I have a spider that's in my shower. It's been there for like two or three days, and I haven't touched Have it. Have you named I him? I haven't named him yet. <laughs> Just a thought My of removing is him. Named Lenny. Lenny, you've Lenny. actually named your spider. You have a spider Lenny in your shower. Daddy, Lenny, the daddy long leg spider. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, spiders are our friends. They really are. They are. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Let's uh, let's spend some time with Monty right now. Hi, Monty. How are you doing? Oh, just fine. Where are you? All right. Yeah, where are you? Texas. Texas? Where in uh, Texas? Amarillo, Texas. Amarillo. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Well, hi there. How can I help hi, you Dr. today? Debbie. Oh, I've got a little Yorkie. She's, I don't know, probably close to two years old now. She wants to lick everybody all the time. Look at people. Yeah, lick people. <laughs> just, it don't matter who. Just, she wants to lick everybody. Kind of like the human lollipop there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Does she, she lick on um, objects, or is it just people that she licks on? Just people. Okay. Just, you know, she gets all excited. Me and my wife, she licks us worse than anybody else. It seems like she licks on everybody or tries to. Okay. We can't get her to stop. Now, does she tend to do this at any particular time? Is there anything that kind of triggers that, or is it just if she's around you, she's licking? Like if... Uh, We've been gone for a while and come back home, you know, or even if we've been around her all day and we just sat down on the couch or something on a chair, you know, she'll jump up there and she'll want to lick on you and give you kisses. Uh-huh. We tell her no and it, it, you know, it works for a couple of seconds and then she's right back at it again. What a cross to bear. Uh, <laughs> now, not everybody likes dogs licking them, so, I mean, that's not a good thing all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know, every once in a while it wouldn't be bad, but all the time, you know. She just 
Well, and especially after you see where sometimes where a dog's mouth goes, that you don't know yeah, what's on the that lip. Coming from there. I do see a lot of little dogs that this can be kind of a almost like an OCD kind of thing where they just lick and lick and lick and it is um, kind of just a, it gives them some pleasure. Now the thing with with her only licking you and your and your family is that um, you know in some ways that's also um, a way of communicating uh, you know respect in the dog world. You know dogs will groom each other um, and, and that can be seen as she might be thinking this is a good thing and this is what you want me to do and and this is what I would do in this situation. So um, the hard thing is we want to try to direct that somewhere else. Um, And in order to help kind of control that situation when she's, you know, sitting on your lap and you're watching TV and that licking starts going and it starts to drive you crazy, um, one tool that you might try is to use the type of harness that kind of is a looks like a horse's bridle. There's different styles out there, but um, they're basically called gentle lead harnesses. And it just fits over the snoot like a horse's bridle. And it doesn't inhibit her action. She can walk around and and, and wear that. She can sit on your lap. But when she starts to do that, you'll have a way to kind of control that and and to, without making a big deal out of it, to pull her head away from you. Um, So we want to remove that opportunity to do that. And we would also want to try to give her lots of things to try to direct her oral behavior. So chew toys, um, food items that she has to kind of lick or work on. Um, so some of the little toys where you can hide the like the squeezy like peanut butter style or the squeezy doggy cheese inside there, um, that'll give her an opportunity to do that kind of licking behavior um, and kind of give her an outlet for her oral fixation there. And uh, you know, in some cases, I'm sorry. It seems like to me she does it whenever we're, you know just she gets all excited whenever she does it. Worse, mm-hmm. you know, worse than any other time. I've yeah. got all kinds. She's got all kinds of toys and stuff like that. We got two other ones just like her, but they don't do yeah. that. And that's the thing is when when she gets excited, um, you know, it's one way that she can kind of have an outlet for this kind of anxiety. And it is it is truly a, a little bit of an anxiety. And a lot of times in dogs, we don't think they have a lot to be anxious or excited about. But, you know, um, you coming home, that's an excitable thing. And um, if she can't directly, um, you know, convey that, she's going to find some way. And that licking may be that way. Um, I don't think that we're necessarily at the point where we would need to talk about behavioral medicines, things like that. I think if we really really give her some opportunities to to give other sources for her chewing and her licking that will be a great advantage and then to try to even when you're greeting her to try to take control of that situation have her on a light leash when you come in the door have a little slip leash that you can put on her to kind of help control her interactions with you because um, i think that'll go a long way short of spraying yourself down with bitter apple uh, to deter her licking um, and we certainly you don't want to do that because you'll be uh, spraying yourself from head to toe <laughs> Yeah. You know, I would want to make sure that we are providing her with a lot of physical exercise because dogs that sometimes are wired a little bit differently um, do need a little more physical exercise just to kind of keep their um, energy level burnt down. Um, it's, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, a little kid running around the room. they they got to get out and play, and they got to run and stretch those legs. Um, otherwise, they're kind of like a little bouncing ball around the room. And, and, and that can certainly be the case for dogs as well. So um, if, he, if she likes to play ball or fetch, those are great ways to get her out and exercise. Um, and some even sm- some small dogs like to get active in things like fly ball. Um, and that's actually a big thing out in our area. A lot of uh, really energetic dogs that sometimes have household problems 
if you get them involved in a, an activity like that, it gives them an outlet um, or doggy daycare where they can kind of expend some of that energy and run around with other dogs in a daycare environment. Then they come home and they're a little bit more uh, quiet. Um, they've expended their energy. They feel fulfilled mentally and they've had physical exercise. So some of these kind of behavior things kind of melt away um, when we provide those uh, those needs for our dogs. And I know it seems crazy. you got to <laughs> give your dog a, a job or something to do during the day. But, you know, that can help as well. So I'd, uh, I'd, I'd keep working on that. And I think we can help your little one out. And hopefully you won't be the, the human lollipop anymore. It's Animal Radio. one 405 8405 The whole family is here. It was a gang before, but we decided it's more of a family right now. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Vinnie Penn. Jory Turner, animal communicator extraordinaire. If you want to talk with her, by the way, call now. We'll get you in queue at one 405 8405 Fido-friendly travel talk, Susan Sims. Bobby working on news. She's working on news about uh, someone who tried to eradicate a spider. And... Uh, I don't want to break. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how it ends, but uh, let's. Spy, you know, spiders are our friends. Remember that right now. You heard that. Here. They're the good insect. They are the good insect. Doctor Debbie. Yes. Benji or Lassie. Benji or Lassie. A Benji, definitely. Benji. There you go, Benji. And that's. Uh, and does that uh, say anything about uh, her age? Yes, it does. does. I see. I see a pattern here. You do see a pattern. Yeah, a little bit older generation. Back in our day, it was Lassie. The newer generation, it was Benji. We didn't have Benji back in our day. Okay. okay. Well, I know them both, but I definitely. I've always wanted to name my childhood dog Benji, and I never got that chance. So that's <laughs> just a, a special draw for me. Very good. Let's uh, <laughs> let's hit the phones right now at one eight six six four zero five. 8405. We have Julio on the phones. Hi, Julio. How are you? Hi there. I'm all, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, I have a chihuahua. Can I tell you about my dog? Yes, please. Yes, go right ahead. Oh, yeah, I have a chihuahua and it's losing its uh, her hair, her fur, like all around the paws and and on the neck area. Okay. Is she? How old is she? She's like 10 months old. 10 months old. And what's her name? Uh, little Lovely. <laughs> little Lovely. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, we definitely love little chihuahuas here. So uh, now, is she itchy? Is she having scratching? Is she bothering no, all these areas? No, it she, that, she acts like it doesn't bother her at all. Okay, good. Just makes it a little hard to look at, I bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alrighty. Well, little lovely is she's in an age group where the first thing, the number one thing that I would really think about is that she could potentially have a type of a skin parasite. And um, that would be a, a microscopic parasite uh, of a mite. And uh, they're kind of like a spider, but they actually are microscopic. And it's very common for puppies to um, actually develop some different types of mite infections. Some of them are types that only dogs get, so you don't have to panic necessarily that this is something you or your family are going to get. There are some types of mites that can be passed to people, though. So I would say first thing I would do is get her to the veterinarian and have them do a test called a skin scraping. And it sounds barbaric and horrible when you say skin scraping, yikes. But basically what it is is we 
we scrape off a little bit of the surface on the skin. And it's just something kind of like a little abrasion if you skin your knee. Um, but when we take that scraping, we look under the microscope and we look for these little creepy crawlers that might be present. If we see that, we all yell hooray because then we know what we're dealing with. And uh, very likely in, in her situation, I'm, I'm going to bet my money and put it on the poker table that she probably has some mites. Um, the most common type in puppies, I'd say, would be um, demodex mites. Um, and that would be something that would be not a serious thing for you, but would be something that might require some medication or even some special dips um, for her, um, especially if it's kind of affecting, you said, on her neck and her feet areas? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, yeah, so it's more than just an isolated area. So that'll probably warrant that we do something to really try to um, address that on a whole dog si- uh, type size. Um, and hopefully we don't have any of the, the, the lesser favorable mites because some of those can be a little bit harder to deal with um, and a little bit more of a concern for the family members. So I'd say first thing, get it to the vet and let's get this little baby diagnosed and getting back to where her hair is growing in. Alrighty. All right. Well, good luck and give her a little hug for us. All right. Even if she's losing her hair, we love her anyways. This All is right. Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call if you have your pet question at 1-866-405-8405. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. A group of 28 hunters' rights organizations are taking aim at conservative talk show host Rush Limbaugh over his public service announcements for the Humane Society. In those spots, Limbaugh talked about opposing dog fighting, values which, according to the USHS President Wayne Passell, are in step with those of all good people, regardless of political affiliation. Mm-hmm. But U.S. Sportsmen's Alliance President Bud Pigeon... That's his real name. I didn't make that up. Says the Humane Society, quote, is the number one opponent of sportsmen in America today, end quote. To prove their displeasure, the hunters all got together and sent Rush a letter demanding that he, quote, sever all ties with the Humane Society, end Uh, quote. I'm actually feeling a little sorry for him, you know? I know. Did you ever think that would be possible, that those words would come out of your mouth, Hal? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Italian folklore says, quote, kill a spider, bad luck will follow. Well, a man in Portsmouth, England, proved that to be true when he attempted to kill a spider with a lighter and set his house on fire. Crews arrived on the scene and found the homeowner trying to douse the blaze with a garden hose. The firefighters were able to put it out in just a couple of hours. And surprisingly enough, there was very little damage to the house. Firefighter Steve Pierce told the London Telegraph, quote, we obviously had a chat with the man but I don't think he'll be doing this again, end quote. <laughs> and in Portland, Oregon, the hazmat team was sent to a home after residents called and complained about having trouble breathing, burning in their eyes and throats. When authorities arrived, they found the family was suffering from a case of mace. Their dog found a canister of mace, thinking it was a chew toy. <gasps> Chewed it. Oh. Maced the family. Oh. <laughs> Never a good idea to leave your mace around for your puppy to catch. Oh. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. You're so funny. And I seriously cannot believe the Octomom story. I want to just 
go up to this woman and slap her. Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We've settled over $150 million of debt. Call right now for a free consultation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. Call 1-888-551-7788. This is Glenn Close. On Animal Radio, and remember how very, very important it is to spay or neuter your pet. It's Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie just stepping in. I guess he's... Is she going to be going to the phones here in just a couple of minutes, I understand? Yes, she is. I just want to, just between you and me and Bobby, I just want to say, have you noticed recently how she's been dressing differently? You like it, though, don't you? I do. She she took that white coat off, and now she looks she looks like a regular like She looks like one of us. She's trying to blend in. Yes. And she's answering your questions at 1-866-405-8405. That's toll-free. We don't know what it spells. I believe we figured out Kaflugina once is what it spells. Yeah, and that's just too hard or to remember. Or Merfle Burf. Yeah, yes, you spent some mm-hmm. time trying to figure it out, too. Merfle Burf yeah. or Kaflugina, we prefer just 1-866-405-8405. It has that. That, uh, Ring to it. It's easier yeah. if you're sober. And uh, <laughs> Vladi, thanks for pointing that out. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, uh, also the way. We have the world famous Marty Becker, Dr. Marty Becker from ABC Good Morning America. America's favorite vet, probably in Idaho. Are we calling you in Idaho today? I'm up in almost Heaven Ranch in North Idaho. It's heaven, isn't it? It is heaven. Nice. You know what's as cool is the chipmunks are out. Uh, the chip, when the chipmunks come out, you know spring has sprung. I love it. Ah, which must be very nice because you probably get some fairly cold temperatures during the winter. We had uh, one time we had to have somebody come shovel. Our house is a big log house, and it's made for heavy snow loads, but we had five and a half feet of snow on our roof. Wow. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Got to get that off the roof. That's a lot of weight. Well, anytime you want to move on down this way, Doc, we have a place for you. (laughs) Meanwhile, I have a question for you. Whenever veterinarians check out your animal, first thing they do is they seem to lift the gums. They they look at the oral health. They lift the lips, not the gums. They lift the lips and look at the gums. It's like a vet thing. What is this about? And why is oral health so darn important? I got to say, I don't have a drum roll, but I got to say my pun, right? What you want is the whole tooth and nothing but the tooth. <laughs> Ta-da! Ta-da! Okay. Yes. All right. We we call it flipping the lip. And one of the things that I try to do as a veterinarian is explain, you know, kind of do it in three dimensions. Why do I flip the lip? And why do I sniff the ear and things like that? And what you're looking for is periodontal disease. In periodontal disease, uh, you know, plaque is not an award. Uh, periodontal disease is the number one health problem. I'm full of these today. The number one health problem in pets, and 80% of dogs and cats suffer from some degree of periodontal disease by the age of three. And so, you know, the early stages, uh, it, you know, it's kind of easy to overlook the bad breath, the discolored teeth, or the red gums, but it progresses. And it's not just a nuisance. It's not just doggy breath or, or tuna breath in the cat, but... Studies showed that with advanced periodontal disease, there's damage to the major organs uh, and, you know, problems with the heart, the kidney, the liver, even respiratory diseases. So it's a serious health problem. And also, one thing that's mentioned, dental disease is painful for pets. 
their teeth are not just for chewing. Uh, they're not for cosmetic things like people who get their teeth bleached. You know, their their function as their front hands. It's how they pick things up and carry things. It's what holds their tongue in place when they pant. You know, it has all sorts of functions. So they need healthy teeth and gums. It's so very, very important. And of course, if they don't have it, it can actually lead to some kind of fatal disease if they're if they get an infection. Is that correct? I mean, that's well, how important it is. Well, here's what it does: the sulcus of the tooth. That's where the the the, the foundation where the tooth sits in. That is the most biologically active place in the body. So if you get periodontal disease, every time they chew, these kind of teeth wiggle, and these bacteria work themselves into the bloodstream, and they, they do major damage to the kidney, the liver, the heart, and respiratory problems. And, and you know, you know what, here's some of the signs you see. You see loose tooth or discolored teeth or bleeding from the mouth. You see blood on a toy. Uh, they suddenly pull away when you touch their mouth. Uh, their appetite has changed. Usually they've lost their appetite. They drool excessively or drop their food. Uh, excessively foul breath and and here's the thing that I love to say there's two things that are the furry fountain of youth do you like that one too? Yes. <laughs> two things you can do for the furry fountain of youth one is keep your pet near its ideal body weight and that's about what it weighed at one year of age and number two is to have good oral health each one of those adds about 15% to a dog or cat's life and that's an average of two years each so you can add four years to a pet's life just by keeping their ideal body weight and having good oral health. And I'll tell you what you do for good oral health. The key is this. Oh, that was going to be my question. Some kind of daily oral care. The gold standard, what I recommend to all my clients, but only about 20% of them do, is brushing their pet's teeth. Uh, at Almost Heaven Ranch, Scout's Honor, I've got my hand, right hand in the air right now. We brush our dog's teeth every day. Every day? Every day. We it's don't brush our cat's teeth. to do teeth. with a cat. We yes. don't brush our cat's teeth, so I'm not going to lie to you. But all three of our dogs, uh, two indoor dogs and an outdoor dog, we brush our teeth every day. That's the gold standard. Uh, use a special pet toothpaste. Yeah, don't do. Don't use regular toothpaste. Not no. human. No, so no, pet no. toothpaste. And you know, there are flavors that we wouldn't particularly like, like salmon and chicken and beef, and they're made to be swallowed. Uh, use a pet toothbrush. There's pet toothbrushes cover all surfaces at once, so it's like going through a car wash. You know, you don't wash <laughs> one side of your car and then drive back through the other way. You know, this washes all surfaces at the same time or cleans them. Uh, you can use special dental diets, what we call edible toothbrushes. Uh, there's certain kinds of sealants like Oravet that you get from your veterinarian. There's water additives. There's tooth wipes. There's dental treats, enzyme impregnated chews, and there's a new study out now that greenies, which a lot of people give as a has, give as a treat, that actually has the Veterinary Oral Health Care Council, the VHOC seal of approval, which you have to have clinical studies to get. And it's shown that there's a tremendous reduction in plaque and tartar by giving uh, greenies as a treat. Is is dental disease worse in small dogs? Yeah, it's worse in small dogs. Bigger dogs, like our golden retriever outside. Uh, their teeth are spaced farther apart. So if you, like, took your fingers in your hand and just spread your fingers out, their teeth are like that, so the saliva can flow around it real easy and they self-clean easier. Mm -hmm. uh, smaller pets, their teeth are crowded, so they don't self-clean as well. Also, their the bone that holds the teeth in is thinner, and they tend to live longer, and so they see more of the signs of older age. So, uh, Well, one thing I forgot to mention, there's a new dental vaccine out by Pfizer called the Porphyromus vaccine. I heard about that. And I actually, the, the two small dogs that I have, I gave both dogs uh, the porphyromus vaccine. And the bigger dog I didn't because the bigger dog's not at, not at risk, as much risk. But what it does, it works like, uh, you know, kind of like it, it works on the bacteria, the porphyromus bacteria that cause most dental disease. 
And so that in itself dramatically reduces the incidence of dental disease. So we do the vaccine. We brush our teeth every day. We happen to use that oral sealant, that Oravet all the time. Uh, we use uh, greenies, and uh, we use enzyme-impregnated chews. We, we throw everything at them but the kitchen sink. And we're going to put all these tips at AnimalRadio.com. Of course, you can learn more about uh, Dr. Marty Becker, all the latest books, including The Ultimate Dog Lover, The Ultimate Cat Lover, The Ultimate Horse Lover at PetConnection.com. We'll link to that. Doctor, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, friends. More Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A Sacramento couple said they were shocked and confused when their dog received a bill from Verizon Online. Steve Finelli and Sean Donovan said their lasso opso named Andy Finelli received a notice in the mail from a collections agency about a bill totaling $142.34. Verizon said the bill was meant for a man named Andy Finelli who lives on the other side of the country. Owner Donovan said, just because there's an Andy Finelli back east doesn't mean you send a letter to Andy Finelli in California. There has to be something else to connect it. AFNI Collections Agency said the confusion may have resulted from the fact that Andy Finelli, the dog, has his own American Express card, which Donovan obtained when it was offered to family members. Donovan said she often takes her girlfriends out to lunch on Andy, the dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created Classic Cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your Classic Cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. Is your dog a lucky dog? My dog is. She eats Lucky Dog Cuisine, home-cooked meals that come straight to my door. Give your dog the same natural ingredients you would if you had the time to cook for them every day. Feed your dog what Animal Radio feeds their Lucky Dog. Lucky Dog Cuisine. Great ingredients, no preservatives, straight from Lucky Dog's kitchen to your freezer. Visit LuckyDogCuisine.com for tail-wagging home-cooked meals made with love. LuckyDogCuisine.com. That's LuckyDogCuisine.com. Fido-Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido-Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Animal Radio is brought to you by Finding Your Own Home, the only realtor and veterinarian-approved step-by-step plan for first-time home buyers. Visit www.FindingYourOwnHome.com for more information.
Sinker. I actually thought you were singing that there for a second, Judy. <laughs> yeah, that's me. It's Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Vlade working his way into the studio. Do you think he's a Benji or a Lassie guy? I don't think he's going to know. Yeah, I don't think he's going to know who either one of those is. Bobby, Benji or Lassie? Oh, Lassie. Because I grew up watching, you know, Timmy, who grew up to be, what, like a, a crack whore or something? What did he get busted and go to jail for? Coca- the cocaine? Now, we had him on but the show, watched- remember? And he well, actually, he never were- he never fell in the well. But my dog always told me he did. Timmy no. never fell in a well. No, nope. no wells. That was no a big misconception. In fact, my cats even come in with that look on their face, too. And I look at them and I ask them, is Timmy in the well? <laughs> so, Judy, Benji, or Lassie? Oh, definitely Lassie. That was Lassie was my era. That's where I grew up. I didn't grow up with Benji. There you go, Vinny. Hal, what about you, Benji? You're Lassie. Um, you know, I'm a Lassie guy, really. Are we doing this for any particular reason? Oh, because Vinny wants to know. Vinny wants to know, and it's for his. Uh, we must. He's doing a school Vinny. project, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to know. Benji or Lassie, tell him we want to know Ginger or Marianne. And no fair answering the professor. Well, wait a minute. I'm more of a Beverly Hills Chihuahua girl. Okay, then mine kit changes. I'm more of a Cujo girl. <laughs> Put Cujo on the list. Okay, I'm betting that Vlad Lassie, Benji, or Cujo is going with Rin Tin Tin there. Of course, he is the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And uh, we actually had to make bigger room for his head to get into the studio here at Animal Radio. It's worth it, though. He, he knows how to fix every dog. You know, if, there's a, if your dog has a problem, he can fix it. Dr. Debbie is on the way in, too. She's uh, here to answer your vet medical questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner, Susan Sims with Fido-Friendly Travel Talk, Dr. Jim Humphreys, Britt Savage, and Bobby, what do you got coming up in the news? Well, I'll tell you what happens when your dog confuses a can of mace for a chew toy. Oh. It's rarely a good thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, it happened in the Pacific Northwest. I have details coming up in the news. We oh, got some great news today, by the way. <laughs> Honey, did you love that? I mean, poor Rush. I actually feel sorry for Rush Limbaugh. Oh, no. You've resorted to that. He can't get a break. Seriously. Remember, we, we had good news about him doing the PSAs? <laughs> Taking flack for it, literally. And two, I had to put in my favorite stories this week, which the guy in England with trying to kill the spider with the lighter. <laughs> it's all of the way. one 405 Where's my mace, anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Ladybug has it. Make, make sure Ladybug doesn't get it. Uh, uh, sh- sh- here comes Vlade. Vlade, oh, now yeah. the big question, the big question today, and Vinnie Penn posed this a little earlier, Benji or Lassie? All right. So, translate, please. Benji or Lassie? Who is it for you? Is it Benji or Lassie? Lassie, the people always believe the Lassie the dog was born this way. And, uh, you know, it's required a lot of work in order to get to that level. Uh, I would go with Benji. Benji. Okay, there you go. See? There you go. Five bucks. There you go. We were betting on that earlier. Who who got five bucks? We actually thought you'd say Cujo or Rin Tin Tin. (laughs) Okay. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Greg Rickhart from The Young and the Restless on Animal Radio, encouraging you to spay and neuter your pets. Thank you guys so much. Celebrating our connection with our pets. (laughs) 
from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I believe we have, which one are we going to, Judy? We're going to Cindy. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Hi, how are you? Very good. I have Dr. Debbie right here. Good. Hi. Well, hey there. What can I help you with today? Well, um, I have what I would call a unique situation in my family. Um, I adopted another dog in January. Uh, He's a a rescue from Aussie Rescue, and he was deaf. So he's he's what's called a lethal white. And I thought, what a great environment to get him into with two hearing dogs to help him get through the world. So we're doing pretty good in all aspects except for one, which is a gross topic. I cannot get this dog to stop eating poop. Uh, and I'm not talking yes. about his own poop. I'm talking about any poop. It's an obsessive-compulsive disorder. It's okay. not dietary. I've already had him checked out, unless you've come up with another idea. We have already had him checked, you know, blood checked and parasite checked and trying to find out there's a deficiency. Um, mm-hmm. And what I find is that he cannot, I can't leave him in the yard with the others to play because he becomes too fixated on hunting for it. And that's all he does. If I have him out on a leash, that's all he does is he's, he's still hunting for it. It's, it's, it's an obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> and I so he's an Australian shepherd that hunts for feces. <laughs> yes. It's obsessive. And I, and I tell you, if I distract him with treats or what have you, then he forgets kind of like what we're out there to do because it is time to go potty. And I, I think that if he knows I have a treat in my hand or in my back because his sense of smell is so heightened, he knows I have it, that he won't do anything but look at my hand or my pocket. So I don't know if, you know, treats aren't working for this purpose. And I okay. can't... Have you tried any training remedies? Well, that's just it. I called a professional trainer because I kind of ran out of ideas on how to uh, retrain his brain. And they just want too much money. It was like two and a half times my mortgage to guarantee. Okay. <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. So I, I've been given some suggestions, and one of them was the e-collar, electronic collar. And mm-hmm. since I don't have any experience with that, I kind of feel like I'm probably not the right one to, to start out with that. I, yeah. Um, never used one exactly and and i would definitely agree with that the the training collars the electric collars you know especially for something like this Mm -hmm. you know with a hearing impaired dog you know Mm -hmm. i'd try to go with something a little bit less um stimulating if you will yeah or Um, i don't want them to turn aggressive um by you know and not understanding what the heck was that for you know, unless I'm exactly. right there with him trying to correct his movement, and he's fast, too. And it's it's like, whammo! <laughs> it's gone! <laughs> he's right on it. Well, I'd have to say that there, there isn't a magic cure for this problem. And, and it, it always falls back to the basics that if they have access to the feces, then the yeah. behavior is self-rewarding oh, because right. he's found some pleasure in the, wow, look what I found, mom, an Easter egg. Yeah. And that is the joy that he's finding. So as long as he has that ability to do that, then it's going well, to be very hard to stop constant. that cycle. You know, I'm constantly out here. I'm, I'm out here watching everyone do it and picking it up. And it doesn't, it never fails, but there's going to be one I miss or a piece of one mm-hmm. I miss, and boy, he, he knows where it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want yeah, to get him the- on a leash. 
you know, just to control it. Now my dad's like, well, it's not the end of the world if he eats poo, and, you know, we know it's But it's not pleasant. (laughs) It's not fun to be around for a kiss after that. So I would say that, you know, you can certainly use um, the basket muzzles or the head halters, like the uh, gentle lead harnesses, if you're with him. And those are good deterrents to try to direct him away from that. Okay, one thing. <laughs> the basket muzzle was a disaster because he was able to squash through it. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, no, I'm not kidding. And I was right next to him, and he got it that quick, and he just face-planted right on it. And I was like, oh, come okay. on. You've got to be okay. kidding. So it's just I have a visual description, which, wow, I'm just like totally getting that way. Now, the one thing that I would say that might be worthwhile, uh-huh. and it's kind of along the lines of the electronic collar, but a little different twist. Okay. And um, especially for a dog that has, you know, one of their senses impaired, uh-huh. I would really work on trying to do a scent deterrent for for this. Okay. Now, some people can actually dress the stool with uh, things like okay. Tabasco sauce or vinegar oh, or something. Something, something that else that's very strong scent, which will act as a deterrent for the the fecal uh, association. That's one thing. Now you can actually take that a step further and get uh, what uh, is called a citronella collar. And the typical citronella collars are bark collars. They're real real popular for that, the anti-barking okay. collars. They okay. also have them in a remote form. So basically, you put the little collar on, and instead of a zapping kind of effect, it emits this kind of that citronella can of smell. Okay. And that's a negative deterrent for a lot of pets when we're working on behavioral issues. Oh. So that can serve as your negative deterrent. And then combine that, of course, with anytime you have this, you want to redirect his activity. So you want yes. to still kind of keep a leash on him or oh, stay yeah. handy where you can control him afterwards. But I would try that. I don't have resources off, off my top of my head where you can find oh, those, I but I know... certainly look it up. That's not a problem yeah. to look up that. And that, that, that's probably a little more reasonable price than going $300, $400 for an e-collar that I'm not even familiar with how to train with. Yeah, you, know, you can get some real disasters with electronic collars, and I know some family members that have destroyed their dogs with using training collars like that. So, and I, and yes, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. Their sense of uh, their other senses are so heightened that I hate to, uh, and I've heard horror stories about people making their dogs so aggressive um, mm-hmm. by you know zapping them too much because you don't know the threshold, and and I don't want to scare them. I don't want to scare right. this dog into submission. And he's such a loving dog. It's just that he has this horrible, gross habit, and he probably grew up that way. He was probably in a yeah. kennel situation, and that became part of his life. And it's not here. Not not in your home. Well, I think, Cindy, you definitely sound like you have the motivation for this. And um, I agree with kind of your direction here. Although it is always good to get professional help if you're struggling with it. Give it a try with the citronella collar, and and hopefully we can work around this uh, little habitual problem that we have so we don't have to keep them in the (laughs) doghouse. This is Dr. Debbie. We're here to take your calls at Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. is Animal Radio Network. Could you dim the lights a little? Pass me my incense over there. Turn on your lava lamp. Yeah. Yes. It's Animal Radio. 
1-866-405-8405. That bumper music picked by Ladybug. The studio stunt wonder dog. Has she's got good it. taste. Yeah, she, she does. She likes Procol Harum. She loves Procol Harum, and she has just a little bit of gas right now. <laughs> uh, blame it well, on the dog. That's ladylike. Yeah, he's blaming it on the dog. Well, no, I'm just. That's why I wanted to uh, play the Procol Harum for her. Hopefully, she's feeling better. Steve Arino. Hey, yeah, sir. How you doing? Oh, just having too much fun taking in the sights blurred by high velocity. <laughs> I assume you're driving. <laughs> yeah, driving a big old truck through the Wenatchee National Forest in Washington. Oh, well, that sounds very, very pretty. Well, that's beautiful. Mm. Well, I have animal communicator extraordinaire Joy Turner with me. Hey, Joy, how are you doing? I'm just wonderful. How about yourself? I'll be doing even better after we talk to this. Uh, what's your pet's name, anyway? Uh, his name is Grimway. Grimway? Grimway. Yeah. Yep. Considering the location and the condition, uh, I found him or he found me. Tell us more. Okay. Well, let's see. I was uh, picking up out of a Grimway farm in Bakersfield when the most pathetic creature in the world, you know, just kind of came uh, walking up. Uh, had electrical cord tied around his neck. I guess security did it. He wandered around the trucks and such. Uh, ribs sticking out, shaking, barely able to stand. I mean... I scooped him up, put him in the truck, uh, fed him what I had. I really honestly expected to find a dead dog on the floor of the truck uh, in the morning. But uh, you look at him now, he's happy, he's healthy, he is just an absolute sweetheart. Wow. What does Grimway think of this, uh, Joy? He sees Steve as being literally his guardian angel, life-saving angel, just could not possibly think of enough wonderful things to say about him and he wants Steve to know that he completely dedicates his heart, soul, and being to Steve. If you could only see the look on his face right now. <laughs> That's but great. The question, yeah, the question that we've always had is, I mean, what happened to him before that? I mean, he's been out there for a while. He's got a few nicked scars and broken teeth. He said, well, he ran into some people who he would hope that he never runs into again, and he thinks he never would because he thinks if he ever ran into him again, you'd probably kill him. <laughs> uh, there is absolutely not an aggressive bone in his body. I mean, a baby could stick his hand in the food dish while he's eating it. He just flat out doesn't care. Yeah, but he's pretty sure yeah. that you love him so much that if we ever ran into those same people, that you would probably kill them. Uh. <laughs> Well, I'm not violent by nature, but there's a few things that will set me off instantly. Yes, and he thinks people that are like that are some of those things. Yeah. Let me tell you this, Steve. At least it comforts him greatly to know that you're his guardian angel, and that means you're also his protector angel. Yeah, I, I originally I rescue dogs. You know, I come about three or four a uh, year and such, and I find them homes. And uh, uh, this guy just decided to keep. And he is so grateful because he feels, he tells me safe for the first time in his life with you. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, uh, I also have uh, my little Pomeranian hero I've had for seven, eight years. And uh, I said, they're they're great companions. They get along well. And uh, Monster Elvis keeps them in check. Monster Elvis? Who is Monster Elvis? Yeah, I have never (laughs) paid for a dog in my life, but this guy was just so darn cute. When they put him in my hands, going... Oh, damn, I'm just going to put him on the dashboard and call him Elvis. And for 20, that's turned into a 24-pound Pomeranian. He's Monster Elvis. Whoa. 
the older Elvis in the later years. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Steve, it sounds like you have one happy family there. I do. Okay. Well, we appreciate your call today, and thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Sure thing. Appreciate your uh, time. If you want to learn more about Joy Turner or if you want to talk to your pets, if you want to set up an appointment, you could do that. Head on over to her website at Animal Radio. Excuse me, at JoyTurner.com. Of course, we link to everything you hear on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. We have more Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hello, this is Loretta Swift, and I'm on Animal Radio. And please don't forget to stay and neuter. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Ladybug, the studio stuck dog. Asleep, finally. You get a little noisy there. Mm-hmm. I gotta find out. I've been wondering this for a couple of weeks now whether or not, Bobby, you have any followers on Twitter. We've been talking about you and your Twitter experience and how you're really oh. in, uh, engaging in the whole social networking scene for us at Animal Radio. And that's Radio. exactly what it is, yeah. yeah. And, and there's a lot of people out there that, that are animal lovers and they've been joining on the bandwagon, which is fun. So for the in the first couple of days that I've been on it, I've got 25 followers. I'm following like 100 people. And I just want to give a shout out to Yoko Ono because she is, yes, following me. And I'm following her. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yoko Ono is following you, yes? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, good. She's she, a nice lady. If someone wants to say, I want to find out exactly what Bobby Hill, Animal Radio News Director, is doing right now, they can Go actually... Go to Twitter slash Bobby Hill. And speaking Our of movies. which, Judy, she's actually doing the YouTube thing this week. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, doing agility, doing very well, and you videotaped it. It looks great. The videotape was done a couple weeks ago she's doing even better now if you can believe it i raised the bar literally because she can jump pretty Uh, high we'll be talking to pamela spock who's been helping you train her in just a few minutes bobby what do you got coming up in the news well we've all heard about octomom whether we wanted to or not quite frankly Mm -hmm. and let me just say there is a limit what now well in a yet another interview that this woman has given She's thinking about getting a pet or oh. two to add to oh, her brood. PETA on. has a suggestion for her. I'll have the details for you all coming up in the news. <laughs> it's all the way. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good day. Hello. Hola. Como esta? Como esta? What does it mean? How are you? <clears throat> what language are you using? That is Spanish. Spanish. I imagine there's a lot more Spanish in California than there ever was in Michigan. And you're learning a lot there in Newport Beach. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I am under uh, orange curtains. That's the new expression I <laughs> Orange <learned>. curtains. <laughs> yes, it means I am uh, engaged against the bad L.A. influence. That's what the people tell me. Oh, yeah. If you're from Orange County, you don't want that L.A. influence, do you? I want to. I love it. I feel my so every time when I'm in LA, I feel myself like I am a fox in the chicken house. I love it. <laughs> I love it. LA is like inspiring me. I, I just feel myself uh, like I'm home. I, I just love that city. 
you know, since the article in LA Magazine, and for everyone, go and pick up uh, newest issue of LA Magazine, so they would know what I'm talking about. Since that happened, Vladi swamped with uh, all requests from Hollywood, whole Hollywood talking about this article, and I feel myself so good as never before. I always was thinking about that. Vladi is the hot. Vladi is the smart. Vladi is the genius. Why Vladi doesn't have a TV show like Cesar Milan has? I'm going to fix that injustice pretty quick. You know, you're up there with Hannah Montana. Yes, but, uh, you know, let's go back to the Cesar Milan. I think I like him a lot, but I believe he deserves to have a male competition. So that is going to happen. Uh, it's it's going to be inevitable. Uh, it's going to be Dog Wizard against Dog Whisper. And Dog. We should do that right here on the Animal Radio Airwaves. Would you like to, Vladi? Oh, yes, I do. But you know my power. I don't afraid. I don't scare. I'm looking for the challenge, you know. You're fixing dogs all over. one 405 8405 I believe we have Linda on the phones. Hi, Linda. Hi. How are you? Great. What Thanks kind for of... taking my call. Well, of course. <laughs> I have an, uh, a three, a four-month-year-old uh, old English sheepdog. Uh, we took the first three days and built a beautiful yard with a fence and uh, brought her home. She's fantastic. And uh, she goes uh, BM in the yard. She'll pee in the yard, and the second she comes in, she'll pee in the house. Ooh. She pees in the house. Pads don't work because she tears them up. Okay. Uh, we've tried to take, I put bells on the door yesterday and uh, take her to the pee. Okay, Linda, 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 let me respectfully stop you. Do you sincerely believe your situation is unique? Do you sincerely believe this is the, you don't need to give me all that explanation because the, the, the second you told me about your particular breed and this particular problem, it's recollect it from my brain uh, probably 20, 25 <laughs> the same cases. So... Please, this is the this is no American public education system here. So I am the teacher. It's European school. I talk. You please quiet. When I ask you the question, you give it to me. Uh, uh, can we agree on that? Yes. Are you genuflecting okay. right now? I got to ask that you genuflect while Vlade gives you advice. We, we're doing that here in the studio too. Okay. Okay, I have a great luck with the ladies. Uh, they always love me. They never take a, take a salt because they know Vladi has a good heart and give a great That's suggestions. Right. That That's works. Right. Okay, so here is what it is. Your English sheepdog peeing, um, submissive urination, or just housebreaking is a little bit uh, not common, but it's happening in this breed. I would like you to have, what is your dog's name? Oscar. Oscar is the male or female? Male. He's neuter. No. Okay, that's the problem. How old is him? Four months. Oh, boy. This is not the problem. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you have a great hope. Don't expect from the baby what you can expect from the adult. All what I want you to do for one, two weeks, keep him in three positions. Position number one, always under your supervision inside of your house. What I mean by that, whatever one of your eyes doing, second eye must be under your dog. This is position number one. Position number two, if you cannot keep your second eye on the dog, please put him in the crate. 
And if you hate this idea, get over that. Number three uh, position, always with you outside. For two weeks, I want you keep him straight in those three positions. What you're telling me, he was peeing outside. And after he came in and immediately peed inside. It means he basically believed peeing inside is much convenient. I would pee myself inside too, not outside. <laughs> Bring him in from outside and momentarily put him in the crate for 30 minutes if you know he's supposed to pee it again because if he does it today he will do it tomorrow and take it back to the to, to the to outside and ask him to pee it again do it unless you know he's not going to be inside now I would like you to clean all area in your house I don't care whatever you use use simple solution spray uh, soak those areas be like a FBI KGB agent just go and with this uh, bottle just pour it all over, let it soak it, and clean it to, to kill all sand. Mm-hmm. I want you feed your dog uh, two times per day, and I not three times per day. I would like to give him water also two times per day for one week. Uh, 30 minutes after each meal, he gets the water, and after you take the water away. So if you know when, when that stuff gets in, you know when it's come out, and it would be very easy to control it. If he has a special favorite spots where he likes to pee and poop, I want you feed your dog in that area. Put the football and water ball in that particular area. Dogs as the humans, they hate to eat hamburger in the bathroom. They will never pee and poop five, ten steps away from that area. That's what I want you to do. And please tell everyone about Animal Radio and about most hilarious personality from that Animal Radio, which is the Vladi, world-famous Russian dog wizard. When the Vladi talks, everyone is listening. Thank you so much. 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Victoria Stillwell for Animal Radio. Never buy your puppy from a pet store. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Are you tired of paying rent the new book finding your own home is the only realtor and veterinarian approved step-by-step guide for first-time home buyers with pets even if you're starting from scratch finding your own home is the action plan for you finding your own home includes 20 things you can do in the next 30 days to get started personal stories 50 color photos number crunching online documents and checklists get this book with lots of free stuff and bargains on mypetfreebies.com That's MyPetFreebies.com. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. 
Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Longtime Animal Radio friend, Dominic Dom DeLuise, was a great actor, a comedian, a, a film director, television producer, a chef, an <laughs> author, an animal friend. And he just passed at the very young age of 75. Was he 75? 75. Wow. He loved his birds. Remember Charlie? Oh, yes. Charlie was his favorite. They were very close. He used to take him to schools, and they had a really nice connection. We wanted to take a look back at our last visit with this great human. Hey, how are you? Oh, my gosh. Dom DeLuise joining us on Animal Radio. Where are we calling you today? Uh, I'm sitting in my breakfast room, and I'm looking at my fish tank with lots of fish. They're rolling some uh, frozen shrimp. Oh, wow, and, they're uh, spoiled. I have a bird, Charlie, and I have a bird named uh, uh, Pavarotti, and I have another bird named um, Chiquita. <laughs> wow. And there's another bird named Banjo and Sparky, and those are my birds. What, what, wow. what kind of birds are they? Well, they're all different kinds of birds. Yeah? The smallest ones used to smoke when they were bigger. They used to be eagles, and then they're, now they're little. Uh, See, so listen, listeners. Yeah, here's what I have. I have a uh, two co- cockatiels, uh-huh. and they whistle amazingly, uh-huh. and they're fun. Then I have a little uh, banshee, a little, what do you call those, like a, a parakeet. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And he's a lo- lovely. He whistles a little bit, not much. <laughs> Did you teach him to whistle? No, oh, my wife is a wonderful whistler. She actually whistled in a, in a play called um, Once Upon a Mattress, so her whistle is true and right on the nose, you know. Mm-hmm. So my, I have one bird that whistles the, the theme, and this is not a joke, mm-hmm. to Gone with the Wind. Wow. Yeah. And wow. so when people hear it, they go, well, where is that coming from? They say, well, that's, that's Sparky, you know. <laughs> Well, now, your first gig, your first paid gig, was uh, was as a dog, wasn't it? Yeah, Bernie the dog. I got $15 a performance plus a spaghetti dinner. Oh, wow. I was very young, and I wore the strap on my head of the lower jaw, uh-huh. and then I put the head on it, and then as I talked, I was able to move the jaw, you know. And it was Bernie's Christmas wish, and he wanted to be Santa Claus, and he, at the end, the end, he dressed up like Santa Claus, and my... At that time, my 65-year-old mother came up to see me, and I said, what do you think of the play? It was for children. And she said, I felt bad when you barked. <laughs> Didn't like it. Well, she wanted me to, you know, do regular parts where you could see my face. Well, now, if you're feeding your, your fish shrimp this morning, and you know that you're just a great cook, i got to think that you cook for your animals. Well, I can only tell you that if I have a hamburger... My my favorite bird, Charlie, mm-hmm. has the last two bites. <laughs> mm-hmm. He likes the burgers. Right. Now, are the birds the only pets you have? 
No, I also have a lovely wife that's very well trained. <laughs> she, she, I used to have a dog named Midnight for 16 years. We're very much fun. He would just stand in the front hall if I opened the front door, and he would stand there and his feet were on the ground, and he would move his little tail so his whole body would gyrate back and forth <laughs> as he his tail was wagging. <laughs> and then finally I said, and then he'd run to the car. And one time I must have made a sound that sounded like, and he ran and got in the car, and I said, I'm not going where he can go, but I drove all the way around the block. <laughs> and then I came back home, and he said, shortest ride I've ever been on, <laughs> and went back in the house. I think animals enhance our lives. I, I want you to know that I was recently in a, in a place, there was a loose rug, and I slipped, and Charlie was on my shoulder, my, my oh, bird no. Charlie. And uh, he, he's like a parrot, right? Uh-huh. And uh, he stayed with me for two hours because I, I had a problem getting up. And it wasn't until Carol came home. But he was with me, just stayed right there. Wow. Isn't it weird Lovely. how they know? Oh, I was thrilled. I said, you know, I, my hat's off to, you know, I said, I'm in trouble, I said. But he didn't, he didn't, he should have called the fire department, <laughs> but he just stayed with me, you know. Which was pretty wow. good. Oh, it was very flattering. I loved it. I just loved it for that. Do they have their SAG cards? Have they done any acting? No, but I want you to know that I get a lot of laughs for them because I, uh, Charlie is wonderful. I, I give him a kiss and he holds on to my index finger and then just lays down on my hand and I just talk to him and, and he, he, like a dog, he lays on my hand for when I say good morning and how are you and blah, 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 blah. In, in his neck, uh -huh. and then uh, he lays in my left hand, and his feet are up, and he throws his head way back. So I say to him, when you made love to the eagle this morning, how did you feel right after? And he puts his head down <laughs> as if he's exhausted, you know. And I pick him up by his tail and kiss him. Uh -huh. And if I wrap him in a dish towel, I, I, I breathe into the dish towel, you know, and then I put him... Uh, if I have an apron on, you know, under my apron in the front, and he stays there, and I grab him gently, and then when I open the, the dish towel, he's still there, <laughs> waiting for more. He thinks it's a ride on, in Disneyland. <laughs> he doesn't know I'm mistreating him, you know. <laughs> but he loves to just, uh, if I'm in bed, Charlie will lay down. Really? In a, in a, in, in a, in a, between two pillows and just stay there. I talk to him, and I can spend three hours with him, and, he just is... Uh, Does Charlie think he's human? I don't know what he thinks, but he knows that I that I own him and he owns me mm. and we love each other. I have a stick that looks like a dowel, and it's maybe two and a half feet long. Very long stick that he could perch on. Mm -hmm. But also, I started to turn it one day, and Charlie let go with his feet and held on with his beak. So... I turn him in the air, and he holds on with his beak. Well, people scream. They, you know, they say they think, "Well, how did you get him to do that?" I said, "You know, I'm not sure." Uh -huh. He just, you know what I mean? If you have a toothpick in your mouth and Charlie tries to get it, uh -huh. you have to say, "Don't you touch my toothpick," <laughs> and it becomes a trick. You know, he is so much fun. I can't tell you. I have a picture here, and I'm not sure if this is Charlie. Uh, I think sort of is. an orange head and green uh, wings. That's it. That's Charlie. Oh, yeah. you've got him. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to post this on the website for listeners to see at AnimalRadio.com. I understand that there's people who have amazing birds. I mean, uh, 
Yeah, there's one that was once owned by Winston Churchill, mm-hmm. and wow. and he talks in the voice of Winston Churchill. Can you imagine? <laughs> See, they live so long. Uh-huh. They could outlive me. They could outlive anybody. They're, they Sometimes they live, like, what, 80 years? Yeah, they live a long time. Parrots live a long time. Well, how fun for you. Well, you know something? Somebody recently had a bird that they bought with the cage and everything, and they said the bird was absolutely vicious and biting people, and uh, they said, well, you know, call Dom DeLuise because he <laughs> likes birds and he's good with them. So I, I saw, I met the bird, uh-huh. and um, the people that, that owned it were frightened of it, and it was a, a, a nipper. Mm. So I tell you, for two months I didn't, I didn't even raise my hand toward him. I just had the cage there if he wanted to come out. He could come out, uh-huh. but I did not put my hands near him. So I wanted him to know he was safe and that I didn't expect anything from him. Uh-huh. Well, now he's he's darling. He's changed wow. his ways. Yeah, yeah, because he he wants to be with me, and uh, you know he, I, I said the word up, and he goes. So every time he you want him to lift his leg, <laughs> I I put my hand just under his beak and I say up. And he believes and he jumps. If I say up, wow. up, up, he'll go from hand to hand. And I can stroke him now, kiss him. Those are the birds that I hear whistling in the background? Yeah, yeah, they're all over the place. In fact, uh, Charlie is he's a room away, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They, 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 when Charlie gets a bath, sometimes all day, I mean every day, I give them a bath. Now, you listen to this. I'm saying it wrong. Once a week, I give them all a bath. Mm-hmm. That's why I said every Every one of the birds gets a bath. Uh-huh. So I usually trim them their wings a little bit, and then I they, they get wrapped in a towel after their bath, which is in the front of the sink, right in the kitchen. And then I caress them with a towel and just kind of talk nice to them as I'm gently rubbing them with the towel. And they close, they close their eyes and they say, do what you will. <laughs> you know, they're, just, they're so happy. Uh-huh. They're so happy to get their little sponge bath. And Charlie, when you when the water goes on them, you make sure that it's in a sprinkling, you know, mode. And I tell you, it is absolutely thrilling to hear him whistle a happy tune <laughs> in the shower while he's getting his shower. Yeah. Wow! How wonderful! How wonderful that sounds! It's it's, it's just the scene that you set for yes. me is relaxing and serene. Yeah, you know the the lovely thing is that you can scare them. You know, if the bell rings and he's laying on his back, you know, on, on my placemat, and I'm and I'm just rubbing his neck a little bit, you know, bring and he goes, wait, wait a minute, there's someone's at the door. <laughs> you know, he will get up. You know, we're glad you love your birds so much, Dom. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, I had a lot of fun. You know, when people come to my house for dinner or lunch, I always ask them if I can take Charlie out and show them. You know, mm-hmm. most most of the time they say, oh yes. Sometimes they say, well, I'm afraid of birds. I say, well, he ain't going to bother you. But after they see him, they go, you know, that's, that's, that's sweet. Because they, they have, some people are afraid that they're going to be bitten. Sure, they, but you change their mind, don't you? I do indeed. Good for you. And Charlie, by the way, is very friendly to, to everybody. I go, I go to schools and I do a little show with him, you know. Yes. I have a magic little thing that looks like I'm going to serve you a chicken, huh? and it's empty, and then I, Charlie's in the cover, and then I take it out, and they go, oh, ah, you know, 
and then they all can take pictures with Charlie. Oh, how wonderful. And, uh, I have a great time sharing him with the world. Well, we thank you for sharing him with us. All right, have a great day. All my love. Dom DeLuise, off to the Rainbow Bridge at 75. The world has lost a great animal lover. He will be missed. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A British woman who thought the vibration she was feeling was her cell phone was surprised to find the vibrations coming from her bra. And even more surprised to find the vibrations coming from a baby bat. 19-year-old Abby Hawkins wore the bra for five hours while working as a hotel receptionist before finding the baby bat. She said she was shocked but felt bad for disturbing the cuddly bat who looked cozy and comfortable, adding she perhaps could have left it in there and given him a good home. Hmm. Hawkins doesn't know how the bat got in there. She said she had had a drink or two the night before and got dressed quickly that morning. The bra was in a drawer but had been on the clothesline the day before. The bra bat, which had scampered under a desk, was captured by a co-worker and set free. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hey, this is Artist Knox, Groomer of the Year, and when I'm rolling in my vehicle, I'm listening to Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. Get at me! (laughs) (laughs) This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. One day after Florida's top veterinarian announced the deaths of 21 polo horses was caused by an overdose of selenium, the Ocala Pharmacy that mixed the supplement confirmed the mistake. Frank's Pharmacy revealed the results of their internal investigation, which showed the strength of one ingredient was too strong, resulting in the deaths. The pharmacy's chief of operations, Jennifer Beckett, said, quote, We can confirm that the ingredient was selenium. And what is wrong with this picture? An unemployed mother of 14 who gets by on public assistance to help pay for her eight nannies wants to expand her family to include either a dog or maybe a pig. Nadia Suleiman, you know her as Octomom, recently told usmagazine.com that, quote, I've actually been looking into a pig like a little one, end quote. But PETA is stepping in and asking her not to. PETA's Michelle Cho wrote a letter to Suleiman in which she pointed out, quote, in today's uncertain economy and with all the demands that come with raising 14 children, we urge you to reconsider adding two more dependents to your family. End quote. Uh, you know those little pup, once I actually, those little pup belly pigs people think that are going to stay little? They can get up to 200 pounds. They don't stay little. And yeah. this woman thinks that that would be the perfect pet to add to her family. Okay. <laughs> Moving along. Just how discerning is the palate of the average dog owner? I'm talking taste here. Recently released research from the American Association of Wine Economists put 18 volunteers to the taste test. They were given five samples for tasting. Duck liver mousse, two imitation pâtés that were made of pureed liverwurst and pureed spam, one pork liver pâté, and Newman's own dog food. The participants were even told they were going to taste dog food, but the study showed most couldn't tell the difference. Here's how it came out. Eight thought the liverwurst was the dog food. Four said the spam was dog food. Two others picked the ultra high-end pâté. 
as dog food. <laughs> and one thought the duck liver pate was Newman's own canine cuisine. <laughs> Basically, 72% of the participants rated the dog food itself as just bad tasting pate. <laughs> There you go. Mm. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think, without bankruptcy and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. That's the number Teresa called. Hi, Teresa. Hi. Hi. Where are you? I'm doing fine. Where are you? I live in Dothan, Alabama. Isn't that where they make BMWs? Um, just up above us, not too, about 100 miles away. Okay. What's the weather like today? Oh, it's hot and sunny. Hot and sunny in Dothan, Alabama. Sounds like a good Vegas day to me. Oh, yeah, it's real good. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Teresa, what can I do for you today? Um, I have a six-year-old uh, male chihuahua, and he has... Um, like hip problems when he walks like uh, the vet, other vet had told me his like his hip bones are like he's got arthritis in it but I've given him stuff and he really it just it doesn't get any better okay what are you giving him um my dog the vet had gave me uh some supplements that we've been giving him uh I can't think of the name of it right this minute but um like different kinds of vitamins and stuff for him and he just at times he's better and then at times he gets worse Okay. Now, do we do we know for certain that it, it is his hips, or does he have... A lot of little dogs have kneecap problems, too. That's just why I ask. Uh, yeah, it is his hips. Okay. All righty. So, I mean, the, the big um, mainstay of supplements when we're talking about or, um, osteoarthritis or arthritic problems right. tends to be glucosamine. Uh-huh. And glucosamine enhanced with all sorts of different things. There's sulfur compounds called MSM. Um, there's other antioxidants that they'll throw in. But glucosamine tends to be at least the starting line uh, supplement that we're talking about. And for a little dog, um, you know, you're probably looking at about 500 milligrams of glucosamine a day. You may have already tried that if that's what your you know veterinarians prescribe something. It's a nutraceutical, so it's not really a, a prescription medicine. So sometimes it takes looking around to different forms of that. And it's one of those situations where I always say you kind of get what you pay for. So um, 
all glucosamine isn't the same, and some dogs, I think, respond better to one product or another. So there's some room for trying different brands out there. Um, I'm a fan of uh, uh, one called Synovi MSM. There's a whole a Nutramax line of glucosamines, VetraScience. Those are some of the different kind of names that veterinarians may be familiar with. So that would be the biggest thing. If that doesn't seem to help enough, then there's other steps we might go to, and it's what we really call multimodal pain management, that if, if a nutraceutical, a supplement, isn't doing enough, then it might be time to start looking at adding in another form of a remedy, whether that is a non-steroidal pain medicine, kind of the whole group of doggy pain medicines that are out there. And, and, and that might be something that over the phone it might be hard to tell you if it's time to try that or not, um, but that would be something that um, when nutraceuticals don't do enough, I, I tend to go to those. Um, the other things that we can try is that there's actually a medicine um, that we can give by an injection method that helps to rebuild basically the building blocks of the cartilage, and it helps to prevent some of the breakdown in the joint, and that's something called Adequan. And um, if, if you haven't talked to your veterinarian about that, that's something nice because it is a natural substance. It's not something that tends to have a lot of difficulties or side effects for the pets, and um, it, it does have a wonderful result. So if you're kind of opposed to trying some of the other medication routes, that might be something to look at. Um, and, and I am totally open-minded to things like um, acupuncture. So I don't know if anyone in your area does that, but for pets, especially if we're trying to stay away from, you know, medications. Yeah, that's um, I was trying to keep him, you know, because he already has, he has seizures. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, he's on seizure medicine too. So, um, you know, between, I don't want to get him over-medicated either, you know. And oh, sure. Where he, it days, he can't even jump up in the chair or nothing. I have to pick him up and put him up in the chair. He can jump down, but he can't jump upward. And mm-hmm. um, so, and he seems to just got worse, you know. So that's what I was concerned because he just not he don't seem to be getting better with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that hasn't quite done it, you know, you could try a little different, you know, product names and such. Um, the hard thing with uh, some of the nutraceuticals is that it's not really a drug and it's not really regulated by the FDA. So um, one of the things I could advise you to look for is that there tends to be a uh, what they call a USP certification, and it's a dietary um, certification program. Um, look for that on any of the products of nutritional supplements. And, and it doesn't mean that it's guaranteed, but it, it's one extra assurance that we have, that it's um, meeting the qualities that we are trying to find um, to give us benefits without, you know, any kind of bad side effect type things. So I, I would say that, and, you know, definitely I am, uh, you know, if you can find uh, anyone who does acupuncture, I would definitely give that a whirl. Um, the um, the reality of that is I've seen a lot of dogs really do much better with that and may not be able to use that exclusively, but we can add in some of these other remedies and hopefully help them out. So give that a whirl, and uh, hopefully your little fellow will be getting moving around better soon. This is Dr. Debbie. We're here to take your calls at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Vinny Penn coming at you with another party animal segment on Animal Radio. Hope you're enjoying your day. Uh, I want to talk to you about a dog uh, that lives um, in the house on the other 
through my backyard into the backyard beyond mine and next door. He's a dog I'd like to name Rooster. I'd like to go over and meet this family. They've only lived there for two years now. Uh, and I, and find out the name of the dog and, and say, might I suggest you change his name from King or, or Rover or whatever it is to Rooster? Because he just loves to wake up the neighborhood, doesn't he? He loves to do it like we're all living in the country. Rooster just wants to be out there barking soon as the sun comes up. When the sun comes up, the, the, does it make Rooster have to move his bowels? Is that what it is? Is the sun an instigator for a bowel movement? Because it's the same time every morning. The owners don't seem to mind. They let Rooster go and go and go and go. I think if he stopped, they would actually come out and hit Rooster's snooze button to get him to go all over again. Same time every morning and for a long time. I've never even heard someone yell to him to come back into the house or to, you know, to quiet down or throw him out some sort of a bone. I've got to go over there and find out his name and change it to Rooster. Maybe I'll leave in their mailbox the old Alice in Chains song. Ah, they come to see the rooster. <laughs> you know, sometimes when I do these segments, I get ideas. Maybe you do, too. Maybe that's not such a good thing. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. I said enough! Hey gang, this is the Money Man, Eddie Money. Make sure you spay to your pets and keep the dial right here to Animal Radio. It's the greatest station in the world. Is your dog a lucky dog? My dog is. She eats lucky dog cuisine. Home-cooked meals that come straight to my door. Give your dog the same natural ingredients you would if you had the time to cook for them every day. Feed your dog what Animal Radio feeds their lucky dog. Lucky dog cuisine. Great ingredients, no preservatives, straight from lucky dog's kitchen to your freezer. Visit luckydogcuisine.com for tail-wagging home-cooked meals made with love. Luckydogcuisine.com. That's luckydogcuisine.com. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. Roxy. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stand strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Celebrating our connection with our pets. 
from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And this hour of Animal Radio brought to you by Lucky Dog Cuisine. This is the official dog food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. What is she eating she today? She loves it. She so is eating... Pasta? Well, no, today is uh, Thanksgiving turkey. Thanksgiving turkey. Yes. Good stuff. If you're thinking about a good food for your pet at the same price as premium pet food, made in a kitchen, delivered directly to you, put right into your freezer, you pull it out every day. Check out Lucky Dog Cuisine, sponsor of Animal Radio this hour. We have on the phone with us Pamela Spock. She is the president of Affordable Agility. She's been teaching us the last few weeks how to agility train Ladybug. We've actually created a video, which is now online, and you can see it, of Judy doing some training. This was your first day. This was actually the first 15 minutes we out just, of the box. We just opened up the box and set it up and went out there in just a matter of minutes. Judy, you're a natural. <laughs> uh, it was like the blind leading the blind. She didn't know what to do, and neither did I, but we worked together. Ladybug is definitely motivated, so you've got a winner there. Is this unusual for the first 15 minutes? I think you did fantastic for the first 15 minutes. Not having any training, you just sort of winged it and it worked. And Ladybug is obviously very excited about whatever treats you had for her. She loved them. Well, you're using the Agility in a Bag Agility set, which includes a a jump, a uh, hoop, some weave poles, a tunnel with a chute on the end. And she's going through pretty much most of them. But I've noticed, Pamela, you have a blog. And on your blog, you're talking about what Judy could have done better. Right. I opened it up to the community of, of other people out there to both give positive and some suggestions for improvements. And it was, across the board, everybody was very impressed with that it was the first 15 minutes and how well both of you did for the first 15 minutes and the focus that, Judy, you were very calm and yet you were cheerful. And that was that was. Ladybug needs that because Ladybug is very excitable. So you you had that calm, but you were also cheerful and got her to focus before she did the obstacle and then afterwards. So that's, those were good things. Well, thank you. Now, what can she do better? Ladybug is obviously very motivated by food. So you don't need to do the the luring as much anymore where you have the food in your hand and you're guiding her. Huh? She's, already, she's already so motivated that she's not even focused on the obstacles she's just leaping in the air trying to get your food <laughs> and, and like i like i told you that you know in, in the email i've never seen a dog hop like that <laughs> so you can put it's up really a ring of fire <laughs> yeah you can put up a ring of fire and she'd probably go through it huh i think so too or, or jump off of a building you know <laughs> so. so i would actually take your tree and actually put it in the hand that's opposite hide it Put it in the hand that's opposite of Ladybug so she can't see it. Okay. And then use your hand that's closest to Ladybug to point to the obstacle uh-huh. and so that she can focus on what she's doing rather than focus on the food. And then when she performs the obstacle successfully, then voila, you bring out the treat, which is more of a surprise this uh-huh. time, rather than using it as a lure to draw her through. We have a video of this, by the way, at AnimalRadio.com if you want to see And Of course, the reason we brought you on and the reason we're doing this agility training is a lot of dogs can really benefit from agility training. If you have behavioral issues, some of these issues can be nipped in the bud by giving them a job, giving them something to do, getting them out and exercising them during the day so that they sleep at night because a tired dog is a happy dog, is what it says, right? Absolutely. If somebody wants to learn more about getting the Agility in a Bag kit that we're using, or if they want to learn more about your blog, they can head on over to affordableagility.com. Pamela, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. There's more Animal Radio on the way. Help. 
Now, Judy, you've been walking your cat for years, three of which you actually walk without a leash and one that, that stays on a leash, but people must give you weird looks. They do. At first, they think I'm walking a dog, but then they look closely and find out it's a cat, and he actually does very well. I'm able to control him and direct where he goes, and uh, it works out really well. Hi, who's this? Steve. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? Uh, we'll say Pennsylvania. That sounds good for me. Hey, listen, I have one of these Walk Your Cat books. It says you want one. Have you tried to walk your cat before? Uh, no, I don't have any cats, but a friend of mine who is overweight, I thought that would be great for him to take his six or seven cats on walks. This is this is true. Cats can be a couch potato, thus making you into a couch potato. But if you can get them up and around and take a little walk, you know, you're thinking about your friend. Uh, no, I love animals. I thought it would be great for the cats, too. <laughs> Steve, hold on for one second. I'll get you one of these books, okay? All right. Thank you. Hi. Who's this? Debbie. Hey, Debbie. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from New Hampshire. You're calling for, I understand, the Walk Your Cat book? Yes. I have another copy for you. Do you walk your cats already? No. Uh, I tried, but he just dropped to the ground, and I didn't quite know what to do. So I think that this will be a great opportunity. You know, a lot of cats do that. They, as soon as they get the leash on, they just fall over like they can't move, like they're paralyzed. But you actually, Judy, you not only walk your cats, but you walk four cats a day, mm-hmm. three of them without leash, mm-hmm. and one with leash, and you've been doing this for years. Is that right? Right. The three that don't walk with a leash, I did when they were younger, and they got used to staying and coming and walking with me, so I was able to take the leash off. The one with the leash is my youngest one. He's still a little, you know, 
got to keep him reined in a little bit. People give you weird looks? Oh, yeah, all the time. They're wondering why I'm walking my cat. Okay. Well, we'll send you a copy of this book. Debbie, hold on one second. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. She's talking about the book, Walk Your Cat. If you want more information about that, head on over to AnimalRadio.com. This hour of Animal Radio brought to you by Lucky Dog Cuisine. This, of course, is the official dog food of Ladybug the Stu- st- Studio Stunt Wonder Dog. It's hard to say. Who's doing wonderful in agility training right now? And of She's course, a natural. That takes she a lot is. of energy. Good food to get her going. And that, of course, is Lucky Dog Cuisine. If you want the best food, this really is the best food, and at a great price delivered right from their kitchens to your freezer. Check out LuckyDogCuisine.com. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. The whole family is here. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Vinnie Penn. Animal communicator Joy Turner. Susan Sims. Bobby working on news. Dr. Jim Humphreys. Dr. Debbie. Yes, and you say it is a family. Well, boy, we, we sometimes bicker and uh, get into arguments. Just like a regular family. Yeah. We're just like your family. Well, my family is a little different. I just me and my dogs and my husband, so it's a, it's a different. Uh, and then there are life. Everything we do is for our uh, doggy children. Yes, isn't that amazing how we do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, recently, well, you know, I went on vacation not long ago, yes. and we actually took a houseboating vacation for our dogs. What do you mean for uh, your dogs? When you say for your dogs? Well, we always have this household arrangement that one trip or vacation will be for my husband and I. Uh And then the next one is one that we entertain the dogs. Now, who decides, though, where the dogs go? I mean... It's a family decision. It's you know, they they love to swim, so we try to include water into it. But uh, we're a little crazy. I realize that. So where did you go? <laughs> we went to Lake Powell. Oh, beautiful and, Lake Powell, yes. Yes, had a wonderful time. Um, only had one dog injury out there, but, uh, you know, we doctored it up. So, you know, this is the benefit happened? of having... What, what happened? Uh, Jade got a little exuberant with her fetching, and she went off a slippery slippery rock, cut her leg. Um, so it, it took a little doctoring, but uh, she did great. Thank and, God uh, you had a vet there, because it's hard <laughs> to find one around that territory. Then. Yeah. Yeah, and I have a pretty good uh, first aid kit, so yeah, we took care of her. <laughs> so they liked it? They like water? They like that whole thing? They do. They were hard to get out of the water. In fact, you know, chasing and swimming after ducks that were, you know, half a a quarter mile away. So, yeah, they just love it. And, you know, it's fun. I enjoy watching them have fun. It's therapy for me. Get away from the cell phone. You know, it's uh, good family time. Good for the dogs, too. Because that's really the best gift. If you could think of one gift, it's not that rubber duck toy or that stuffed animal or the treats. It's your time that you can give to them. That's Mm -hmm. the best gift you can give to them. Definitely. I say that with little ladybug looking up at me going, when are you going to take me out and play? Now, she wants to go to the lake, Hal. When are you taking her? She loves water. She's doing a lot of reviews lately, and she's been very busy. And uh, she's doing, see, people send us all kinds of things to be reviewed. And actually, we have an excess of things to be reviewed right now. And if you want a review, head on over to our website at animalradio.com. And let us know about your animal and, and uh, what kind of things you want to try out, and we'll send you some of this stuff. Of course, you'll have to report back with, uh, I believe, you'll actually have to write a report. Is that correct, Judy? Yep. Write a report. A re- write a review on every and product. Tested. You may actually be subject to be put on air, too. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. We may do that. We may pull you on the air. If you want to become an Animal Radio reviewer, head on over to AnimalRadio.com and hit the link that says Become a Reviewer. That's How simple. easy is that? Help us out here, because we got too much stuff to test. Always a dog.
This is Animal Radio Network.